Did you know there are 11 million diaper age babies in the US and on average, each baby uses 65 diapers per week. That equals to over 37 billion disposable diapers thrown away every year in the US alone. Believe it or not, diapers make up 30% of non-biodegradable waste in US landfills. That sounds like an industry that really needs cleaning up. I'm Daniel Hartz, and this is the Sustainability Champions podcast, where we feature the people, ideas, and innovations that are protecting and healing the planet. Today, I'm speaking with Liz Torrigiano, co-founder and CEO of Assembly. Assembly is a company that's created a diapering system designed for sustainability by enabling families to live less disposably. Remember those 65 diapers per week? Well, when you use the assembly system, you'll only need 48 diapers from birth through potty training. And that's 48 diapers total because they're made to last. You can even pass them on to younger siblings, cousins, or friends. I'm really looking forward to learning about how Liz and the team at Assembly are tackling the 30% of non-biodegradable landfill waste. Thank you very much for joining me, Liz. Thanks for having me. Of course, and where are you taking the call from? I'm in Brooklyn, New York. Very, very nice. And uh, it's a hot day today, so uh, uh, <laughs> very envious of you because here in London, it's a bit cooler. And um, But today, I I'd like to discuss three things, really. Number one, how in the world is Assembly reducing the number of disposable diapers in landfills? Because that's an insane number. Um, and really, your path to starting Assembly, because I think it's a really, uh, it's a really interesting opportunity. Uh, and finally, just some pointers on what parents can do or parents-to-be can do to be more sustainable in their daily lives. So uh, before we, we jump into it, I'd love to hear, basically in your own words briefly, what Assembly does. Yeah, great. Um, so Assembly is a complete sustainable diapering system that helps parents radically reduce their diaper waste. And mm -hmm. you touched on just how much diaper waste that is. So what Assembly is exactly is a full product line, everything from reusable organic diapers to skincare to storage bags, and then the laundry products necessary to clean and reuse those items. Uh, and, you know, we accompany those products with super informative, clear, easy to use instructions so that parents feel confident and excited to make this choice. Got it. Well, I think... Um... First thing I would imagine a parent, I'm, I, I'm not a parent, um, I look forward to that day, uh, but the very first thing I would imagine that would come to mind is, isn't it gross to re reduce, <laughs> or sorry, rather reuse diapers? And I, I'm assuming you get this question all the time. We do. And um, yeah, I mean, it would be gross if you weren't cleaning them, <laughs> but you're cleaning them and then reusing them. So it's it's not unlike, you know, your dishes, like think about um, when you make a big pot of, of marinara sauce or something, and, and you have all these dishes that are covered in red sauce, you have the pot that you cooked it in. Um, and what do you do? You give them a little rinse and you load them in the dishwasher and the dishwasher does the work. So it's really not any different with your diapers. You store them in a bag and then twice a week, you dump them into your washing machine and you let the washing machine and the detergent do the work for you. So it's really, it's really not very gross. And, you know, having a kid, comes with getting a little bit more comfortable with pee and poop because you're going to be changing 10 to 12 diapers a day. Wow. And so those 10 to 12 diapers a day, that's basically, that's the 65 number um, on average that you're uh, preventing yeah. from going to waste. Yep. And so when, when was that moment that you really decided to start assembly? <laughs> 
Um, so it was actually about 11 years ago. I was working wow. in advertising as an art producer and I was pregnant with my daughter and really feeling, you know, as I was making all those big decisions that you make as an expecting parent about breastfeeding, diapering, co-sleeping, baby wearing, all these things that are talked about and you really know very little about. And I started doing my research and my husband and I were just very uncomfortable with the amount of waste that disposable diapers create. And we just didn't feel like it, it matched up to our lifestyle. You know, we compost, we recycle, we're mindful about riding our bikes to work, you know, all of these things that we do to live a more sustainable life. And we suddenly felt like, are we really going to be comfortable throwing away 65 diapers per week in the garbage where we know they're going to sit for, you know, centuries. Yeah. Um, so we started to explore the idea of reusable diapers. And coincidentally, one of my fellow producers at the agency um, approached me and asked if I would be willing to test a cloth diaper service that she was planning to launch in Brooklyn in New York city. And, um, I immediately said yes. And as soon as my daughter was born, we, you know, Sarah and I exchanged these very producer esque emails about ways to enhance the service and expand it to all the five boroughs. And before I knew it, I was, you know, five or six weeks into my maternity leave and I had joined on as her partner. Um, and then it's sort of that, that business is called diaper kind and that service launched in New York in April of 2009 and continues to grow and thrive and really was the foundation for which we created assembly. So diaper kind is a weekly service. We send, you know, if you live within the five boroughs of New York city, we supply you with the diapers, we pick them up, drop them off and monitor them for you weekly. The reason this was so important in a city like New York is you have lots of eco-minded people who don't have access to their own personal washer and dryer. Right. Um, so the service made sense. What we started to learn over the years is that people outside of New York city that have easy access to a washer and dryer were less interested in paying someone to do the laundry for them and more interested in having people help them get started on their own. So New York being such a transient place, we found ourselves in year three, four, and five of diaper kind, helping a lot of families, um, consulting with them to how to home launder when they moved out of the city to the suburbs or to California or whatnot. And um, and that really was when the idea for assembly was born. It's like diaper kind was doing such a bang up job about reducing disposable diaper waste in the city, but we were limited by the geographic boundaries of our delivery zone. So the idea for assembly was to take all of that knowledge in diaper design, laundry science, skincare, you know, the wants and needs of modern parents and put it into a system that's DIY that families can do at home. And, and so that's, that's where assembly came. That's very cool. So diaper kind is still, is that still an operation for mm -hmm. New York? Okay. Yep. And so assembly is, is essentially the equivalent of diaper kind for anyone outside of For global. Yeah, exactly. It. it was our, it was our way of solving that disposable diaper problem globally. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So how, how does assembly actually work from the point of view? Cause there's, there's a whole system to it, as you said, it's a, it's a diapering yeah. system. So what is the system? Right. So the system is made up of four parts, diapers, skincare, storage, and laundry. So with the diapers themselves, it's a two-piece diaper. It's the, the inner that goes against your baby's skin is GOTS certified organic cotton. It gets covered up by an outer cover, which is like the colorful, cute print. Um, and that keeps everything contained and waterproof. And we make our outers of 100% recycled post-consumer plastic bottles. 
So um, you're literally turning trash into treasure by using bottles, you know, that are being discarded. Um, And then it has storage bags. So you have a storage bag for day use for when you're just out and about with your baby. And then you have your bigger storage bag that houses the dirties until you're laundering twice a week. Um, We have skincare. When you're reusing your diapers, you want to be mindful that the skincare products that you're using against your baby skin will indeed wash out. Um, So we have a full line of skincare products that are both great for baby skin and dealing with irritation or rash and also cloth safe. So they'll wash out of your diapers. Um, And then the biggie that we, that we brought into the line is the laundering products. So I think that most people, when they are approached with the idea of reusable diapers, the biggest hang up is, well, how do I wash them? And how do I know that they're getting clean? And um, there's unfortunately a plethora of false and misinformation online that tends to scare parents away from this process. And, um, you know, here we were at diaper kind we washed between 15 and 20,000 diapers per week. And so we're sitting here listening to parents being so hesitant about like, Oh, but it's going to be hard. And how do I do it? And we're like, look, if it was hard, we'd be long out of business. Like we're washing 20,000 diapers a week. So, um, we formulated a washing powder that is based on the chemistry that we use at our service. So we worked with our chemist of you know, seven or eight years at that point. And um, he helped us come up with the perfect product for washing in a home machine that mimics the way that we do so commercially at the service. And um, to go along with that washing powder is a four-step wash instruction process. So families, when they order assembly, they literally get the wash instructions on a magnet that they can stick to the side of their washer or dryer. And it gives them the four steps of how to properly clean the diaper. So it really, I think, I think for new and expecting parents, it takes a lot of the guesswork out of something that might mm-hmm. be, you know, perceived as complicated or difficult. And, um, and it, it just really makes it as easy as dumping something into the washing machine, putting a scoop of detergent in and pressing start. Yeah. I think that's really easy. That, that, um, uh, the magnet is a really clever thing. Yeah. It's like no, no excuses there. Cause it's like, <laughs> right. you can't even lose it. I mean, it's yeah. on the washing machine. <laughs> It is. And, you know, everything that we've done for the brand is, it, you know, we are parents ourselves and we've been in that overwhelmed, sleep deprived state that many of our customer and assembly families are. And so really we, we made decisions in, you know, design and development and, and just the little extras like the magnet that we knew would be helpful to parents because we've been there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so there's a, um, there's a subscription involved. Yes. Right? So what, what are, yeah, so- yeah go ahead. So the thing with assembly is it's a combination of single t- of one-time purchase, like the diapers and the bags and all of the textile items, and then recurring purchases that you're going to go through, you know, on a regular basis, like skincare and laundry detergent. Um, so we've set up a subscription for those products. So a family who never wants to have to worry about running out of laundry detergent can set up a subscription to have a bag delivered to them every month or every other month, and then they can add on, you know, ratch cream or everyday bomb or things like mm-hmm. that makes sense. Uh, at the, at the beginning, when I was, um, doing the, the little intro, I mentioned that, um, you know, you, that some of these diapers are actually passed on, um, to, yeah. to other family members. Um, sorry. Yeah, they are made to, they're made to last. They're made to diaper, um, multiple babies. And so one of the biggest advantages to the assembly system is that you're going to save about $2,000 per baby. You know, wow. instead of buying and discarding disposable after disposable after disposable, you're buying 
diapers that get reused and washed. And so you're going to save about $2,000 for that first baby. If you then set those diapers aside and use them on a second baby or pass them on to a friend or family member, there's an additional savings built in there. So our diapers are definitely designed um, and produced to diaper, you know, a number of babies. And so is that something based on the, you know, the customers that you've worked with, is that something that happens frequently? Yeah. We, I mean, assembly is fairly new. We only launched in the fall of last year. So wow. there's only been a small percentage of babies that are outgrowing and moving on. But um, in diaper, you know, through diaper pen, we know that that's a thing. Families will buy diapers and save them and diaper multiple babies with them. Um, and we also, for assembly, we have a um, recycle resell program. So if you, if that's your last child, mm-hmm. you don't plan on reusing them. Um, you can sell them back to us. Um, or if the diapers are just like lived their best life and they're done, then we'll recycle them through a textile recycler for it, for the family. Oh, that's amazing. So we just, our, our whole goal is to make sure nothing ever ends up in a landfill. Yeah. So it's like, we'll take it back. We'll buy it back. We'll recycle it for you. Just whatever you do, don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. I think that's, I think that's really, really important because, um, well, actually that kind of leads me to a, a slightly um, devil's advocate question, which is, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of, I think there are a lot of companies uh, out there who are making compostable or biodegradable, um, you know, nappies or or diapers or products in general. Um, You know, why, you know, we were talking about kind of the fear that parents have about maybe reusing the diapers. Um, That would almost seem like a compostable version would be a, um, a really sort of easy way to do both. You get to use a clean one every single time. Um, I'm using clean in quotation marks plus um, <laughs> sure. because obviously yours are clean um, while, um, while also not needing to worry about, you know, reusing it and you can just compost them. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can speak a lot to that and we've done a lot of research in that over the years. Um, you know, the simplest way to say is the only true way to reduce your, cons- uh, is to reduce your impact is to reduce your consumption. Single use products, regardless of what you know, the biodegradability factor of the materials that go into them, they are still products that a whole lot of energy is going into the production of. You're going to use it for a short period of time and then discard it. So just that is just not sustainable given the large number of our population, you know, globally. But over the last few years, yes, a subset of eco-friendly, I'm using that in quotes, <laughs> disposable diapers have hit the shelves. And they claim that they're better for the environment, but the reality is that they are made of the same non-re- non-renewable raw materials like oil and minerals and renewable but environmentally taxing raw materials like wood pulp fiber and bamboo as every other disposable. So when you think about it, even the disposables that claim to be made compostable or biodegradable, unfortunately, they will not effectively biodegrade when they are placed in a regular municipal landfill because those landfills lack the light, water, bacterial activity required for the decay process to begin. So while the diapers themselves are being made of materials that can technically biodegrade or compost, the, the systems are not there on the back end to achieve that. And even if you were to find a, a facility that will compost your bio waste, because diapers fall under the bio waste category because they have human feces in them. Mm. Um, so even if you find a facility that will compost bio waste, there is a very limited use to what that compost can be used for because of the human waste that is in it. 
So it cannot be used for agriculture. It cannot be used for parks and playgrounds where people play and touch the soil. So it has, you know, it can be used on like golf courses and like it it, it has a very limited use. So if you think about those 37 billion disposables that are being thrown away, suddenly we did have the infrastructure to compost and biodegrade all of those diapers magically. What the heck would you do with all that compost? Right. So, So, yeah, I mean, you'd have to make a lot of, a lot of golf courses. Uh, okay. Well, that, that's a really interesting point because clearly it's not, um, it, it seems like the, uh, the thought is there and the intention yeah. is there, but the, um, the actual, the way it's implemented isn't quite right. You mentioned also something very interesting at the beginning, which is the amount of energy it takes. And that's, I yeah. think something that uh, is easily forgotten. At least certainly that's something that I easily forget when I'm looking at, you know, products on the shelf is you, you forget that if you have to buy it more than once, it has to be made again yes. and again and again. Whereas the whole purpose of making it reusable is the fact that it's made once and ideally mm-hmm. only once. Um, yep. And I think that's a really, really important point. Um, you mentioned that your, the inners are organic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The inners are certified organic cotton. And, uh, and the, what's the benefit of making sure that the cotton is organic? I mean, cotton is one of the dirtiest crops on the planet, um, to, to grow and produce. And so for us, we felt like we're, we're consuming so much of it. We're buying so much cotton that we really wanted to do it in the most responsible way. So organic cotton, um, it is safer for the farmers that grow it and for the land and the surrounding land. Mm. Um, that is around the fields in which it's grown. So it, it just felt like we were supporting the right industry in that regard. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. And and plus, I mean, so the inners are the part that actually touch the the baby's skin. Yes. And yeah, the, the less pesticides you have in that, I assume, the better. Uh, exactly. one, one of the most interesting things that I saw um, about your product is the benefits to the baby is from the point of view of potty training. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a little bit surprising. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? That's amazing. Yeah. So babies in um, natural fiber diapers like cotton, um, they tend to potty train on average, you know, 10 to 12 months sooner than babies in disposable diapers. And the, the reason is, or the reason we suspect is that disposables are loaded with that sodium polyacrylate gel, which does such a bang up job about wicking moisture away from the baby's skin. And it holds it in these little gelatin pockets throughout mm-hmm. the diaper. And um, it leaves an older child, like an 18-month, two-year-old, with no ability to correlate the sensation of needing to pee with the feeling of it after. So um, it gives the parents virtually no tool with which to potty train. So when you're in a cotton diaper, an older child that's able to communicate and understand cause and effect can really start the potty training process as early as 17, 18 months. Um, So the national age, because they're able to feel the sensation of the pee after they've gone and the parents have tools with which to communicate and explain the potty training process to their kids. So the national age in the U.S. that babies potty train is about 33 to 36 months. And at Diaper Kind, which we've been running for 11 years, um, we lose families at 23 to 24 months to potty training on average. So it is lopping a year off your child's time in diapers which is not only, you know, financially advantageous for families, you know, the less time that you're buying diapers, paying for a service or washing them, the more money you're going to save. But it's also just in terms of like the ick factor, like diapering a baby and diapering a newborn is really not very a big deal. 
diapering a two and a half to three year old is just that's like beyond that's a real person eating real food running around and you know my daughter potty trained at 22 or 23 months and my son who was just like slower at everything at I don't think we effectively potty trained him until he was 26 or 27 months which you know in my mind it was like I was diapering someone in college I was just so annoyed that I was still doing it and um so yeah mo- most families that we work with and um, they they are potty trained by two and it, it's it's a real benefit to using the system yeah well that's um i think that's fantastic and also like you said it's it's one year less that you need to deal with mm-hmm. that at the very least which uh, yeah. i would imagine like the the fewer months you have to do that the better um so one of the things i i noticed on on your website which i really liked um is this idea of personal behavior change um yeah as compared to policy and regulatory changes, because I think um, there's a lot of pressure right now on governments and organizations and companies to make changes. Um, And I think that's really important. I also think, and that's a big part of what Sustainability Champions stands for, is Mm -hmm. personal behavior change, because we are individuals and we can make decisions. So I, I wanted to kind of hear your thoughts on why you believe personal behavior change is, as you say, arguably more sustainable? I think, I think it's the, I think it's the drive really. So when you think about it, you know, over generations, we've come to rely on the convenience of throwaway items, choosing items that end up in the trash over quality products that we use again and again. And I I think a lot of us struggle with the thought of, well, I'm just one person, you know, how much impact can I really have? And the answer is a lot because you're one person of millions. So, mm-hmm. so think millions of people just like you making billions of singular decisions every day and what a huge impact that can have. So policy and regulatory changes changes are hugely important. There's no denying that, but they're not enough on their own. The personal behavior change is equally as important and more sustainable because it is it's coming from the source, you know, policy changes can, they can happen and one administration can put them in. And then number of years later, another administration comes in and wipes them out. But if the demand for change comes at the grassroots level from the people making these shifts every day in their consumer purchases and their habits, it's going to drive the the policy to happen and stay. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think um, the uh, voting with your dollar, or with, yep. with whatever currency you have is so powerful because you start, as you're, as you're saying, you're, you're showing where the demand is yep. and um, you're, taking de- uh, you're taking demand away from one company that you don't believe in or agree with uh, and putting it into another one. And pe- companies see it. I, you know, pe- companies are very, very focused on how much money they're making. That's yep. basically why they started. And so if they can start seeing that things are dipping down and other areas are dipping up, they will... Uh, yeah, they'll change. Yeah, they uh, will respond accordingly. I mean, we see it. We see it all the time. If everybody stopped using plastic bags tomorrow, there would be no reason to produce plastic bags. Exactly. So it has to start from that level. Yeah. In, in, in addition to, of course, using diaper kind or, or assembly, what other pieces of advice could you give parents who want to be more environmentally friendly in their daily lives? I think, I think again, it goes back to do what's going to stick, do what's going to work for you. So my best advice is to seek out sustainable products that are not just 
better for the environment, but that serve your family better too. And and they do exist just because a product is eco-friendly does not mean you should have to sacrifice function. So when we talk about the assembly diapering system, it's going to save you money. And the other, it's going to have your, help your child potty train earlier. But the other advantage is that disposable diapers are notorious for leaking and blowing out. You know, any new parents going to talk about their like horrific story about diaper explosion at the most inconvenient time. And we've just, as a society, we've just accepted it as part for the course of having a diaper aged child, but it doesn't have to be that way. So here you have an assembly diaper that's designed to be leak and blow out proof. Nothing gets past that outer layer. So now you have a diaper that's not only better for the environment, better for your pocketbook, better for, um, you know, the baby in terms of earlier potty training, but it also doesn't leak. So it's, it's overall, it's creating an ease in the family unit that you wouldn't get from the disposable counterpart. So it gives, it gives those, you know, those sustainable choices that you're making, you know, an extra added advantage um, that, that makes it easier to stick with. I think that's a really important point. That's, um, I think one of the, it's, yeah, kind of one of the challenges that a lot of sustainable, sustainability focused companies sometimes have is that the alternative isn't better which makes mm-hmm. it challenging because the only reason why you would do it is because you just care so much. Right. Um, but for the average individual who maybe doesn't care as much, it proves right. to be a very challenging, there's no reason for them to, yeah. to make the different change. There isn't. And I, and I think it's naive on the, on the part of those companies to think that just knowing that you're doing the right thing is enough when the product is inferior. Like I am deeply committed to the environment and just sustainability but I'm also, you know, a working mother with two young kids and a husband that works full time. And um, there's corners that have to be cut just mm-hmm. to get through the day. So, I, you know, as much as I want to always be putting my best foot forward, I, I make an effort to seek out products that are better than their disposable counterpart in addition to being better for the planet. I, I just I don't think that many of us in this day and age are in the position to make such extreme compromises. And, and I do, I challenge the companies creating sustainable products to step it up. It is possible to make them better than the alternative. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, you're proving it. You're, you're proving that it absolutely <laughs> is possible. And um, the other thing is that when you find a solution that works better than the disposable mm-hmm. one or the less environmentally friendly one, then people are actually more likely to use it anyway. Exactly. Regardless of the fact of that it's environmentally friendly. Plus, yep. like you said, there's all these other benefits, like saving money, better for the child. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really good point. And, and um, yeah, if you start finding little tweaks, this is what I'm noticing in my life. I, I find little tweaks that are really, really easy to maintain. Um, you know, like little ones, like changing the type of sponge I use for washing dishes, super yeah. easy. And it turns out actually that you don't need to, um, throw a sponge away every like, you know, two or three weeks or make it last for a month and then it becomes really gross. And, uh, like, like I use a loofah, um, and huh? it lasts forever. Um, right. and it's, it's great. Yeah. Yep. So, um, exactly. It's little changes like that. And you might think when you're making that sponge purchase that like, Oh, I'm just one person buying a different sponge, but like you're one of millions of people. And if everybody exactly. starts doing that, it's going to be, you know, the sea change. Plus there's the, uh, there's the factor of like, um, the word of mouth. I mean, you know, if one of your customers says, uh, you know, I've just changed, I've changed to assembly. It's a game changer. Like things, life mm-hmm. is so much easier that gets around you know, it, it really, yes. so one person can make a huge difference because it's like, um, 
the classic pebble in, in the water yes. making waves. So um, what, one, one other question that I, I think is fun to ask, um, it's a, a little bit of a quote unquote wild card, I guess, which is um, who's like a sustainability champion uh, that you admire? Hmm. Oh, that's such a great question. Um, there's, there's actually this woman, Leah Thomas. Um, you can follow her on Instagram at, at greengirlleah. Mm. She just sort of recently blew up, but she coined the term intersectional environmentalism, which basically is defined as an inclusive version of environmentalism, in, of environmentalism that advocates for both the protection of people and the planet. Mm. And it, you know, she helps identify the ways in which injustice is happening to marginalized communities um, and injustices happening within the earth are interconnected. And I think she's just really um, super smart and just really has her finger on the pulse of, of the needs of all of these different faucets of environmentalism right now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, check her. It sounds familiar. Um, maybe I've I've been following her and I don't realize, but yeah, that's uh, that's great. At at Green Girl Leah. Yep. Excellent. Well, thank you for the for the recommendation. Um, so if if people want to try assembly out and and see how how much better it really is, um, <laughs> what's what's the best way for them to get started and learn more about about your system? Yeah. So our website assemblybaby.com, um, really was designed for you know we have a comprehensive how it works page with little animated videos and step-by-step instructions so that you really get an overview. You can read about our impact and or about your impact and our promise. You can peruse the products. On the site also we've created an assemble your system portal, mm. which works as a personal shopping portal for new parents. So you go in, you answer a few questions about your family, about your baby, and then it walks you through each of the product categories. And based on the answers to your questions, it recommends which products and which quantities um, and the size uh, uh, is best for you. Um, so lots of new parents that are just thinking about how this could work in their home find that very helpful. Um, and then also follow us on Instagram at assemblybaby. Excellent. And do you ship, I think I heard you mention that you ship globally. Is that correct? We do. Yeah. Excellent. So anyone, anyone around the world can, can get involved and contribute to reducing billions and billions and billions of disposable <laughs> diapers. That's yeah. excellent. Well, Liz, thank you so much for your time. Really great to hear about the work you're doing. And, and I love the fact that you're taking the step to create a product that is both actually better just in general and at the same time environmentally friendly while having so many other ancillary benefits. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's really, really cool. So thank you again. Really appreciate it. Cool. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, give us a five-star rating. And also, please subscribe, whether on your podcast app or on YouTube. And that way you can be the first to know about new episodes. Thank you very much and talk to you soon.